0: Boy, I'm looking forward to that day we can meet on that shore, aren't you? Man, we can, we can be done with all of this COVID-19 stuff, all our sicknesses, all the problems this world gives us, and then we just get to be with the Lord, and we'll have peace forevermore. That's going to be a good day. I'm looking forward to that day. Well, folks, let's go ahead and open our Bibles, and let's turn to the New Testament almost in the very back of the Bible. We're going to turn to the book of 1 John. 1 John, chapter number 1, way towards the back of your Bible. And I've only got two passages of Scripture we're going to look at this morning, but 1 John's going to be our main one. And then, if you're the kind of person that likes to be ready on the go, we're also going to be in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, but that's going to be a little bit later. I want to go ahead and put a little deal here. So 1 John, chapter uh, chapter number 1. If you are someone that follows me on, uh, or, follow, or friends with me on Facebook, I, I actually put a little, a little blip out there similar to what we're going to be talking about today. And this is something I have personally dealt with. I think there are a lot of people that deal with this very same thing, um, but maybe they don't know how to scripturally or biblically deal with it. Uh, you know, we, we're starting to see this thing today where, where people are tore up on their insides. You ever, you ever had a night where you just, you can't sleep? I mean, you're laying there, you're tossing and you're turning. And a lot of times that's for different reasons. And, and you just feel bad and then maybe you could start to give it down to this one word and you're saying you are struggling with the feeling of guilt. Now, I've dealt with guilt. You know, when, when you do something bad and you look back and you're thinking, man, uh, that just, man, I really wish I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, guilt's a little bit different than remorse. But we're talking specifically guilt. Maybe you're someone you've dealt with guilt. And the question is, how do you, how do you get rid of that? How do you deal with guilt? And the amazing thing about guilt is this. Guilt can come from a couple different places. Uh, number one, you can have someone throw a guilt trip on you. Oh man, what did you, what did you do that for? And they just start kicking you and you know, you know, bad-mouthing you, that kind of stuff, and they throw a guilt trip on you. And yeah, that, that happens. But you ever notice sometimes you feel guilty about stuff that, that nobody knows about? I've, I've felt that way. Sometimes you feel guilty where you're just, just in the back of your mind, you're just, man, I just, I just feel so dirty. I feel so rotten over this, and no one has even said a word. Probably no one even knows about it. Where in the world does that guilt come from? Why Why do we feel bad? Well, today we're going to talk about this. We're going to figure out where guilt comes from, and we're going to talk about how to deal with it and how we can get the peace of God in our hearts overcoming this stuff about guilt. So let's go ahead and jump in. We're going to take a look at a few things, and there's, there's a few things we're going to talk about this morning that might get a little bit heavy. But all in all, folks, it's we're going to look at things out of Scripture. And we're going to know, I want us all to understand this. Folks, God loves us. He does. And He wants what's best for us. And what we're going to see out of Scripture is going to help us with these things. So, folks, let's go ahead and we'll take a look at the book of 1 John and chapter number 1. We're going to look at verse number 9. 1 John chapter number 1, verse number 9. The Bible says this If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I pray that you would help us to understand this morning how to deal with guilt based off of this scripture here in the Word of God. Lord, I think there's some very specific things that maybe we don't talk about very much in this society as it relates to guilt and feeling bad over things. But Lord, I ask that you would teach us And I ask that you would help us. God, I pray that we would be right with you in everything we say and do this morning. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, folks, we're going to be talking this morning here about about this thing of guilt. And we're going to talk about where it comes from, how we get it, what's the cause of it. But we're going to go ahead and jump in. And I want to just start off with this. Number one is very simply this. What is the cause of guilt? What causes it? Why, Why do I ever feel this feeling of guilt? And I want to tell you this. It's very, very simple. I'm getting ready to show it to you. If you have true guilt in its truest form, guilt comes from sin. It's that easy. Plain and simple. If we ever feel guilt, it comes from sin. I'm going to prove it to you. Here in our scripture, let me show it to you. Look at First John chapter number one, verse number eight. Verse number eight says this: "If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So here's the, here's the thing. You ever, you ever heard somebody say this? Man, you're kidding yourself. You, you really think that? Pfft, yeah, you're, you're, you're joking. That's, that's nonsense. You're kidding yourself. Man, you have got yourself fooled. That's kind of what the scripture is saying. If a person ever says, man, I'm not a sinner. I've never done anything wrong. The Bible looks at that guy and says, you're kidding yourself, man. You, you think you've never done anything wrong, you're kidding yourself. Even in, in that statement, you've already messed up. Because the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Ha, have you ever had a situation where you should have done something right and you didn't? The Bible says, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. If I missed a good opportunity already, I've sinned. You ever had a bad thought about someone you shouldn't have had? Sin. You ever failed something, maybe one of God's laws that you didn't even know was there? Sin. You ever told me just a little white lie? Sin. You see, we all have sin. That's not something that we can get away from because we're born with it. And so now when we don't understand the forgiveness of God, it may be a situation where that starts to build up within us. And it may be we feel guilty over something. We start to feel bad. So what we see is this in verse number 9, knowing that we all have sin. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. That's the word we're going to talk about today. Cleansing. You see, cleansing is different than forgiving. I can forgive something and then not clean it up. Like if my son, this is something that, maybe I'll hand him something, I'll say, son, be very careful with it. Now, don't spill it. You know, and then he'll spill it. Oh, dad, I'm sorry, I spilled it. Okay, son, I'll forgive you. But then what else? I don't just leave it there. We're going to go clean it up, right? We're going to help him clean it up. We're not just going to forgive him, but I'm going to clean them up too. You see, when I feel dirty, and I just feel awful on the inside, and I feel, I feel like I have just messed up, and I'm, and I'm feeling guilt, I'm feeling, feeling shame. Some people say they feel this term, they'll use this term, they'll feel self-hatred. Oh, I just, I just, I'm just no good. I'm a dirty, rotten person. I'm just, I'm just no good. Well, that's that feeling of guilt. And can I say this? Yeah, that's right. There's this old song that we used to sing. There's a line in one of these hymns. that says, you know, uh, the, 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 the hymn writer calls himself a worm. You know, should God die for such a worm as I? The Apostle Paul said, I am a wretched man. He, he was writing about sin. He says, look, you know, let's talk about sinners. I'm the chiefest of sinners. Adam and Eve, when they went and ate of the tree, when they weren't supposed to eat of it, they looked and they realized, oh boy, we messed up. You know what they did? They ran and hid in a bush. Why? Because they were ashamed. They felt shame. Listen, guilt, shame, fear, these feelings come from sin. I don't have guilt and shame over things that aren't sin. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. So here's what we're going to see this morning. We are all guilty of sin and only sin brings guilt. So so watch this. Um, let's, Let's think of something really, really good for a minute. Let's say, for example, that my son, he comes to me and says, Daddy, I'm hungry. It's alright, well, let's, let's get you some food. It's breakfast time. I'll, I'll get him out, I'll fix him a bowl of cereal, and you guys know I've been practicing my hand at baking a little bit, and I can make a pretty mean biscuit. So let's say I make him some biscuits, and, I, and then I, you know, I got some country ham or some bacon or whatever else, and I make this boy some breakfast, and he eats it. And he's like, man, Daddy, that was, that was good, thank you. Here's my point. Am I going to feel guilty over feeding my son? No. I mean, even if somebody comes to me and says, oh, you, man, you, you, you dirty, just rotten dad. You're, you're a no-good dad. How dare you feed your son? Now, that's silly. But the point being is, I will never, ever feel guilty over something that's right. I will never feel guilty for saluting the American flag because I'm an American. That's my country. I appreciate that. I will never feel guilty for being a Christian I'll never feel guilty reading my Bible. I don't care how much people make fun of me. They can can call me what they want to. I'm not going to feel bad about that. Why? Because it's right. I'm not going to feel guilty for loving my wife. I'm not going to feel guilty for coming to church. I'm not going to feel guilty for working hard. Why? Because those things are right. You will never feel guilty over something that's right. You will only feel guilt over sin. That's it. So this is where we need to understand that guilt is a guide. Guilt is something that shows us and teaches us what's right and what's wrong. When we start to feel guilty, I need to take a step back and say, hmm, I wonder why I feel that way. Maybe I messed up somewhere. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, take a quick detour, and I did some studying on something. Now, remember, we said guilt can come from two places. Guilt can come number one, from, from sin, and we know absolutely that's sin. And sometimes that guilt is made worse from things like bullying. And by the way, bullying is also a sin. The Bible says we're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to bear one another's burdens. I'm supposed to pray for my enemies. I'm supposed to love my enemies. So bullying is also a sin. And this is why I'm even saying that. Here in my next, here in my next point, I want you to understand, I am not, I am not bullying but I'm pulling, pulling some facts to show you what sin does in causing guilt. That's what I'm doing. Now, folks, we know the scripture tells us, and I'm not getting on a soapbox, I'm not being a jerk, I'm preaching the Bible. The Bible tells us that the act of homosexuality is a sin. Th- there's no way around that. It's in Leviticus, it's in Romans, it's in, uh, in, it's in Exodus, folks. It's, it's all through the scriptures. There's no way around that. So that being said... There was someone that I, was, that I am acquainted with, so to speak, and they are practicing that in their life. And they're also someone that's a professing Christian. They know the Lord. They know what God says. They know what the Bible says. And it's very interesting. Every time the subject of the Bible comes up, and they know they're saved, but every time this comes up, you'll kind of see them. They'll hang their head. They'll get quiet. Because something starts stirring on the inside. I want to show you something. I looked up. You can, and I'll tell you where I pulled these stats, so you can find them yourself. There is a website that's called the Trevor Project of all things, and it's, it's, in, it's in the vein of suicide prevention, which, by the way, is a great thing. And I was curious because here's something that I keep finding over and over and over. People will say that, man, you know, I've just I've just been dealing with this guilt. I've been dealing with this shame. How do I deal with this guilt? How do I deal with this shame? And I'm thinking to myself. I wonder if that's not the Holy Spirit trying to show you what's right and what's wrong. Now, it gets worse when other Christians start being bullies and start being jerks towards people because of their sin. The Bible says we're supposed to love and help. It doesn't mean we condone sin, but we're supposed to reach out and show love and show help and do the things we can to, to be a witness. But this is my point. I'm going to read, read some of these things from you. This is, this is verbatim. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among young people, ages 10 to 24. LGB youth seriously contemplate suicide almost three times the rate of heterosexual youth. LGB youth are almost five times as likely to have attempted suicide compared to heterosexual youth. Of all the suicide attempts made by youth, LGB youth suicide attempts were almost five times as likely to require medical treatment than those of heterosexual youth. Suicide attempts by LGB youth and questioning youth are four to six times more likely to result in injury, poisoning, or overdose that requires treatment from a doctor or nurse compared to their straight peers. In a national study, forty percent 40% 40% of transgender adults reported having made a suicide attempt. 92% of these individuals reported having attempted suicide before the age of 25. Now, there's, there's a few more, but I'm going to stop there. My point being, when you start reading these people's stories, now I, and again, I am not being a bully. I'm trying to prove my point of guilt. When you start reading these people's stories, they talk about the shame. They talk about the guilt. They talk about the fear. They talk about how I'm just so sick of myself. I'm so sick of this. I'm tired of the way people look at me. And by the way, if people are looking at them wrongly and people are mistreating them, then that's also their problem. They're wrong for doing that. But I'm also saying this. Why do you think there's so much shame and guilt and fear when it's something that God already blatantly calls sin? Could it be that the Holy Spirit is bringing conviction upon that sin? And could it be, and I think it is, that that's God calling them, showing them what's right, showing them what's holy, and wanting what's best for them, and wanting what's right for them? Because by the way, I feel shame. I feel guilt. I feel fear anytime time I break one of God's laws. It makes me sick on the inside. And so how do we, how do we deal with that? So we see that the only thing that causes guilt is going to be sin. Like I said, I will never, ever, ever feel shame or guilt about loving my wife. I don't care what anyone says. I can get bullied from sun up till sun down about marrying my wife. They can say what they want. I love her. She's mine. She's my wife. And I will never feel one ounce of guilt for it. So how come on the other side that's there? Anyways, you see my point. Let's move on. I want to show you another verse of Scripture. Let's turn back to John chapter number 16, and I'm going to drive my point even further. John chapter number 16, verse number 8. In this Scripture, John chapter 16, verses 7 through 11, verses number 7 through 11, what we're seeing in this Scripture is Jesus is getting ready to go up to heaven. We know that after He died on the cross, He ascended. This time is coming. And what he's saying to his disciples is this. He's saying, look, boys, I want to tell you something. I've got to go away. He says, men, I've I've got to leave. Now, I have to leave because if I don't leave, a comforter is not going to come. But if I go up, I'm going to send you somebody. I'm going to send you someone that's going to comfort you, that's going to live with you, that's going to dwell with you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Folks, we've got the Holy Spirit today. He did leave, and we do have the Holy Spirit. Look what he says the job of the Holy Spirit is. Let's read verse 7 and 8. John 16, 7 and 8. 8 is where our proof comes from. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. That's the Holy Spirit. We've got him today. Watch verse number 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin. He will reprove the world of sin. You know what that means? The Holy Spirit's that kind of person that's in the back of our mind going, hey, you shouldn't have done that. Hey, that's right. Oh, hang on. Nope, don't don't do that. That's that's wrong. How is it that we all just have a sense, those that are saved, those that are born again, we all just kind of have this thing that we have started calling our conscience. And by the way, there is something to that physically. But we have something I'm going to call this morning our Holy Spirit conscience when you do something that breaks god's law the holy spirit's not going to let you just get away with it and not say anything that would be like me as a parent if i see my son blatantly doing something he shouldn't when he lies to me and i catch him in a lie i'm not just going to ignore that i'm going to say son that's not true you you told me you didn't do this i watched you do this now you're lying to me i'm going to point that out because as my son I want him to know the difference between what's right and what's wrong, and I want him to do what's right. I'm going to bring that up to him. Now, folks, watch this. When we break God's law, as a child of God, your father in heaven is going to say, son, you shouldn't have done that. Son, we want you to do what's right. And it may just be that still, small voice that doesn't let you sleep at night. It may just be that still small voice that's keeping you churning on the inside that you're struggling with it, you're dealing with it. What am, what am I supposed to do? Why do I feel so bad? Well, there's a very good chance that's the Holy Spirit bringing conviction upon your heart. So we know sin comes from, or excuse me, guilt comes from sin, but the source of it is from the Holy Spirit. Folks, that's the Holy Spirit. That's him knocking on your door, showing you what's right, showing you what's wrong. And the amazing thing is this. I don't believe it applies necessarily just to Christians. I believe it applies to the whole world. Because it says, and when he comes, he will reprove the world of sin. You ever notice how, how the whole world has kind of the same moral law? It, it, for the most part, everywhere you go, people will say, yeah, murder is sin. How do we know that? I wonder if the Lord didn't write that in our hearts a long time ago. Pretty much everywhere in the world you go, people would know that it is wrong for me to be abusive or for me to be a thief or what have you. I believe there's something to be said about the Holy Spirit reproving the whole world. And as Christians, if He is indwelling us and living with us, you can take it to the bank. If you are a child of God, He's not going to let you rest if you've got sin that you're dealing with and you are living in. He will call you and call you and make you uneasy and upset and we're trying to figure out how to deal with it. Listen, that is God speaking to you. Don't ignore that. Let God do His work. Now, I guess my point is this. Don't be afraid of guilt. Guilt is a good thing. Guilt is a good thing. Just like me, when I look at my son and say, son, you shouldn't have done that. Let's let's see how we can do this better. Let's let's work on this. Now, maybe in that moment my son feels guilty. That's fine because I am teaching him. I want what's best for him. So if God is dealing with me and it makes me feel bad, that, number one, lets me know that I'm saved. And that, number two, lets me know that my father loves me. And my father, number three, wants what's best for me. And he is looking out for me. So don't don't despise guilt. Don't despise shame. That's, That's God speaking to you. Now, the question was this how do you deal with it how do you deal with the guilt how do you deal with the shame how do you deal with the fear how do you deal with that I'm just so dirty I'm so rotten I'm just I'm this I'm that how do you deal with it well let's go back to our main verse first John chapter number one verse number nine the Bible says this if notice that word if if we confess our sins By the way, 1 John was written to Christians. This has nothing to do with salvation. This has to do with Christians dealing and living in sin. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But notice, He doesn't stop there. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So my God and my Father, He's in heaven. And He is looking down. He's speaking with me. And I say, Father, I'm I'm sorry. I know I've messed up. Will you forgive me? And He'll look down and He'll say, You're... You're forgiven. I'll forgive you. But notice he doesn't just stop there. He says, Yeah, you're forgiven, but let's go ahead and get you cleaned up. I want to cleanse you too. I wanna, I wanna wipe this thing away. Let's let's get clean. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and make this thing right. You see, that's the cleansing of the Holy Spirit. When I feel bad and I feel guilty and I feel dirty, God just doesn't stop with, yeah, you're forgiven, and then that's the end of it. No, no, no. He goes ahead and fix me up too. So let's let's explore this here for a minute. What do I need to do first, folks? As a child of God, when the Holy Spirit begins to tear you up on the inside and you feel guilty, you feel shameful, you feel afraid, you feel bad, you feel dirty, the first step you need to do is go to the Holy Spirit and ask for forgiveness or go to God and ask Him forgiveness. You don't want to just continue living in this thing because here's, here's our mentality today and I'm trying to figure out where this comes from. What, where have we learned to start Leaning into our sin. Yeah, that's, that's my sin. That's what I did. Now, what are you going to do about it? And here's, here's what I'll do, and my, my flesh does. My flesh will want to get people on my side. Isn't that what we try to do? I want my friends to validate what I just did. Let me, let me give you a story, and this, this will help us. Now, let's say, for example, I lied. I mean, I told a bold-faced lie to Tory. Now, if I did that, she'd knock me on the head with a frying pan, okay? I, w- I would never get away with it. But let's say, for example, that I did. I, and then I, I told this lie to Tori. Now she finds out about it. She catches me in this lie. Now, when I go home and when I face my wife, there's a few things that's going to happen. Number one, our relationship's not going to be that good in a moment. And she's going to say, why did you lie to me? You know, she's, she's going to be upset. She's going to be hurt. And, you know, I, I'm probably going to feel pretty bad. And maybe being, maybe being a guy, my, my gut reaction would be, ah, well, you know, that, that's what I did. Nobody's going to tell me I did wrong, and I'm, maybe I'll storm off. Now, here in my mind, watch this scenario. I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to get on the phone, and I'm going to call my best friend. I'm going to say, hey, man, me, me and my wife, we, we got into this fight. Yeah, I mean, I told her a lie. I told her this, but, you know, I did it for her own good. I, just, I didn't want her to know this and this because it was for her own good. And my buddy's going to say Yeah, man, if I was you, I'd have done the same thing. Yeah, that's right. I I, I thought so. Thank you, that makes me feel good. You see, that's what we try to do. We try to validate our sin to make us feel better. That is the wrong thing to do. We don't try to make other people tell us that we did right when the Scripture has already told me I've done wrong. We all know that I told a lie to my wife, and that is never okay. So the wrong response is to get people on my side, to, to make, me, make me feel better. Maybe, hey, maybe that'll make me clear up my guilt. No, no, no. You know what's going to make me clear up my guilt? Is when I go to my wife. Tori, I lied to you. I should not have done that. And, and I'm sorry. I was, I was wrong for doing that. Will you please forgive me? And, you know, I know those words usually taste like Vinegar. But that's how you get rid of your guilt. That's how you get things cleared up. Is when you go to the one you have offended and you admit your guilt. We are doing what the Bible says when we confess our sin. Look at the scripture. Because I want you to see it out of your scripture. Look at verse number 9. If we confess... If we confess, it doesn't say go over here and talk to other people about it and try to make yourself feel better. It doesn't say be prideful about your sin. It doesn't say try to get other people on your side or make people agree with you. It says confess it. So if God is tearing you up on the inside about something, step number one is go to Him and confess it. That means you have to go ahead and take take responsibility for it. Own up to it. That's that's where we, we as men, what do we say? Man up. Go ahead and admit it. Confess that you did it. Take the fall. Do whatever it takes. Admit that you were wrong. Confess the sins. Look at verse number 9. If we confess our sins, watch this. This is a good part. He is faithful and He is just to forgive our sins. That means this, and I love this. God doesn't hold a grudge. God will not hold a grudge against you. Why are we, why are we so afraid? And I think, I, actually, I know why. Why are we so afraid of admitting our fault? Because we're afraid of what people think of us when we admit it. Maybe, if, maybe by going to my wife and saying, Sweetheart, I lied. I know I lied and I'm sorry. Maybe I'm afraid of the frying pan coming at me after I confess, right? You know? Maybe I'm afraid of, well, what if, what if I admit it? You know, maybe, she, maybe she'll get really upset at me. If I confess, she'll get more angry. If I confess, that makes me look bad. Yeah, maybe so. That doesn't change the fact that if we mess up, we're supposed to confess. That's what God has told us to do. And the Bible says if I confess my sins to God, it, says that it, it does not say that he'll hold a grudge. It does not say he'll get angry. It says he's faithful and he's just and he'll forgive you. Now, see, isn't, isn't forgiveness wonderful? I want, I want you to think of something. Think back to a time where you messed up. I mean, big time, you really messed up. Now, imagine in that scenario, if you would have went to that person and you said, listen, I, I was wrong and I'm ashamed. I wish I wouldn't have done this. Will you please forgive me? Now, imagine the feeling if that person would have looked at you and said, you know what? I forgive you. And I'm never going to say another word about it. Let's just, we're going to forget it. We're going to go on. You're my friend. I love you. And it's done. Imagine the, cl- the, the feeling of the clearing that you would have. That, that feeling of, of it being resolved, of not having to be afraid anymore, of not feeling guilty. There are things right now, I can remember one time specifically, watch this. I remember as a boy, there was one time I told a lie to my mother. And it was a whopper. And I tried to hide it. I hid this thing for like two or three weeks. And, and man, I felt guilty. I felt awful. I mean, I, I felt sick on the inside because I, I just knew eventually she was going to figure it out. And then I would have been in more trouble than I would have been to begin with. And I can remember this to this day. Now, if this lie that I told my mom were to come up in a conversation today, I wouldn't feel any more guilt about it. You know why? Because she forgave me of that 20 years ago. It's water under the bridge. Yeah, I messed up, but she already forgave me for it. There's no more guilt. There's no more shame. In fact, I'm telling you about it right now. I don't feel bad about it because I've been forgiven and my guilt is clear. It's gone. So with that forgiveness comes... The next part. If we confess, He will forgive and then He'll also cleanse. Folks, God will clean you up. When I confess, God says, alright, listen, you're dirty. Let's go ahead and let's wipe this thing clean. Let's, let's start fresh. And it's almost like God's going to reach down He's going to give me a big hug and say, I love you. Now let's go forward and see what else we can do. We're going we're gonna to forget this. The Bible says He separates me from my sin as far as the east is from the west. Now, when you think about that, if you're going east you'll always be going east and if you're going west you'll always be going west that's that's an infinite number when god forgives you of your sin it's done you can't be held accountable for it you can't be feel feel guilty about it you are cleansed and boy that clearing it makes you feel so good makes you feel wonderful on the inside and now you don't have anything you got to feel guilty about and that means today i can stand before the lord Smiling free and clear because I have nothing that I have to feel guilty about. Boy, that's a wonderful way to live. It's like weight gets lifted off your shoulders. So my point is this. Where does guilt come from? From the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid of guilt. If you start feeling guilty, if you start feeling shame, if you start feeling this this sense of just, just awfulness deep down on the inside, there is a chance, now again, I said sometimes people can do things to us, and I get that. But there's a good chance, that's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, we need to get this cleared up. Hey, there's something, there's something here between you and me. Hey, we can't, we can't talk like we used to. We can't fellowship like we used to. And I'm going to do one of two things. I'm either going to lean into my sin and run towards it and try to make myself feel better, or I'm going to go to God and I'm say, God... You're right. I, I am going to own up to this sin. I admit that I'm wrong, and I want your forgiveness. And while that's the harder of the two, the Bible says he'll forgive me, and he'll cleanse me, and he'll make me new, and he'll make me right. And I want to I end with this. That doesn't mean that Satan will never crawl back up on my shoulders and say, hey, you dirty, rotten, lowdown, look what you did. See, sometimes Satan accuses us of those things, too. And it also doesn't mean that I'll never struggle with the sin again because we're in these fleshly bodies and sin's here. That means every time I do sin, I'm going to go back and confess again. Every time I mess up, I'm going to confess again. When I start feeling guilty, I'm going to go back and I'm going to confess again. It doesn't mean the sin is what will never tempt me again, okay? Because, hey, you know how many times I've been back on my knees confessing the same sin over and over and over that's going to be a problem that we face until the day we die, But that doesn't change the fact that sin is what causes guilt, and it's my job. To go to God, confess it. And when I confess the sin, God removes the guilt. Folks, let's bow and we'll every Let's have every head bowed, and we'll have every eye closed. And this has been our lesson for this morning, and I want to ask you this, this question very simply. Is there something this morning that you are feeling guilty over? Now, ask yourself this. Is that something that you know for a fact that the Bible says is a sin? Because if it is, that guilt, that is Holy Spirit conviction. That is God Himself pulling at your heartstrings, trying to get you to walk the path of righteousness. That is God calling you back to Him. So I'm going to ask you this morning, if you feel guilty, confess that sin. Confess that sin and let God remove the guilt. Our Heavenly Father God, I want to thank you so much for the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that the Holy Spirit convicts us and works on us. Lord, I'm so glad that you never just leave us alone. You let us go in our own ways and continue in our sin. But Lord, you stay on us, and you keep after us. And I pray that you would help us to be a people that would keep short accounts with you. And be there any sin in our lives today, may today be the day that we confess it. Now folks, with every head bowed and with every eye closed, this is your opportunity to do business with God. At the end of every service, we have a time like this, we call it a time of invitation, where we invite you to spend time in prayer. So right now, in this moment, Are you guilty over sin? Do you feel shame over something? It's very possible that's from sin. Hey, we don't have to remain in that guilt. We don't have to remain in that shame. Ask God to forgive you. Confess it. And then He'll clean you up on the inside. He'll remove that guilt. Just a few more moments to pray. Our Lord and our Father, we love You. I pray that You would help us to rightly understand what You've said in Your Scriptures this morning about how the Holy Spirit reproves the world of sin. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts us. It's the Holy Spirit that shows us what's right and what's wrong. And Lord, when you gently tug at our hearts, and when we feel that reproof, I pray that we would do everything in our power to come to you and to confess that sin, and Lord, to receive that clearing and to receive that cleansing. May we be always ready and willing to confess our sin. Now God, go with us as we leave here today. Lord, every opportunity we get, may we be ready and willing to serve you and to honor you. And Lord, I pray that you would go with us as we get ready to dismiss. May we glorify you in all that we say and all that we do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.